So back in this, why do you worry? Why do you fear? <laughs> your worry will turn to hope as your eyes shift position and look upon me. for this last part. Just close your eyes again and just listen to these words. So out of this place of peace, here's what happens. Faith will arise and your eyes, the eyes of your heart will be enlightened by truth, my truth. When peace comes, truth can come. I am setting my people free, free from the bondage of this world. Do you feel the shaking? <laughs> it is a shaking that is breaking chains. In worship and praise, chains are being broken. For you have anchored yourselves to worldly understanding and worldly things. But I am shifting your hearts, awakening your minds and giving you a heart like mine. I'm putting new clothes on you. And I felt like he was, what he was saying there is, is I'm putting humility on you. He's clothing us in that humility. He's clothing us with that required, necessary dependence upon him. It's that removing of the pride of the things of our life that we can do these things on our own. He says, no, I'm putting clothes on you the clothes of humility. He says, I'm rearranging your household. And I believe in this, that word is he's rearranging families. He's reestablishing families. He's strengthening families in this season. I believe he's strengthening families. I believe even families that are on the verge of, of breakup or, or that, that the Lord is actually going to restore and make whole. So Lord, we just speak that out over families right now. Over, over prodigals that have left, over sons and daughters maybe that, are, that have left the family or there's disconnects between the family, over husbands and wives that have, have, have separated and, and, and they're looking and seeing things through the world's eyes and not through the Father's eyes. I thank you for the shifts that are happening right now. I thank you for the changes that you're doing as you're doing the restoration, as you're doing the restoring, as you're doing the healing. So we thank you that you're rearranging the households. For the Lord Almighty says, if you walk in my ways and you keep my commands, I will give you a governmental authority to govern my house. And I will give you charge over my heavenly courts to rule and to reign on the earth as my holy ones as my priests, as my kings. So stay close to me, and I will stay close to you. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. I am about to endow my bride with a splendor and a beauty that has not been seen before. Catch this, and I, this is not just a fun word. I believe we are about to experience something that we've never seen before. This is, when the Lord said this, it's just, he is about to, to pour out his glory on his, on his church. There is a splendor and a beauty that we have never seen before. He said, I am, I am undoing the things of old. This is my doing, and it will unfold in my timing. So arise, my bride. With a pure heart, come forth as my glory comes upon you. I am adoring you with my beauty, with my spirit, with my holiness. It is going to be a sight to see, and all will see it, for it is as I desire. 
(laughs) Stay close to me. Humble yourselves. Purify your hearts. Know my ways, for this is the time of my choosing. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you that this is the time. Lord, that you are calling us into the season to see things as you see them. Lord, I thank you that as we've been praying into this, we've been seeing just, it's it's not so much about crying after, after the revival or after the harvest. The harvest is already ripe. The revival is ready. He's looking for the church. He's looking for the labors. He's looking for the workers. So, Lord, we just say, Lord, would you awaken your church in this season? Lord, with that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that it would come upon the church, where the church has been, has been dead, dead parts of the church, where, where the Holy Spirit has just been quenched. There's been no fire in the church. Lord, we say, this is a new day for fire to come upon your church, that it's not our strength, it's not our ability, it's not our power, it's by your Spirit that your church will move. And it will move in your ways, and it will move according to your thoughts, and it will engage in the very things that you've called us to do in this time. Father, I pray for that awakening, and I pray for hearts to be awakened, mothers and fathers that would look for sons and daughters and say, my heart is after the sons and the daughters. And as we go after the sons and the daughters, there's a heart change with sons and daughters coming back to the fathers. Lord, I thank you that this is the season. This is the time. This is your heart, and you are going to do it, but you're going to use your people. So, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for what you've called us into. Dan, I feel like you're just supposed to release that word, whatever that you have, and then we'll just flow. So, just release it. I like the Lord said now. Amen. heart has just been feeling the weights of what I'm about to share with you all day today. On Sunday again, I saw that the bubble is about to burst. I can, I can see it. And I just see this place being filled with the smoke of His glory coming. Knowing what you've been crying out and seeing for years is, is at hand. Lord just says you're built for his glory, for his presence. The very thing that's been in your belly that you said, God, we need a Holy Spirit revival. Yes. Heard the Lord say a minute ago, that's what's coming. What you've travailed and prayed for is coming. There was a revival pastor in Greeley yesterday. The Lord released me to go do a television show. I've said no several times. He said, I want you to go and I want you to release a sound over the airwaves. Following me was another pastor coming on. We went out to lunch. He said, Dan, he said, the Holy Spirit has been so rejected in Colorado. Colorado's been okay with Jesus. It's been okay with religion, the idea of God, but it is rejected. Holy Spirit. And I I felt that. Tracy, that, that grieving. I felt it, I shared last week with the youth because his glory is coming and I heard him today say, just invite me to come again. The church has no idea what she has rejected. Invite me to come again. And I was taken back, I shared with the youth last week because something's happening, I just went to go see just a minute ago. You can just feel that 
ground, there's something that's happening. There was such an anointing on Sunday morning. God's restoring all things. We are just at the very beginning. You have to know something that revival, when it comes, it's going to take care of the deepest repentance. But repentance first has to start in a house. He says that judgment must first start in my house. The judgment is not a condemnation. It's a decision rendered that God said, I'm going to move here. And so in order for repentance to break out in revival, I've got to touch a people with the fire of my presence. There has to be agreement with my spirit. They have to let me come in. They have to let me burn them deep. They have to let me cause them to lay down their idols. They have to allow me to shake the very foundations of their life. And if I can find a house that says yes, then I can impact an entire region. When Holy Spirit touches down on a place, he hits everything. It goes viral in moments. There was a pastor in, in Minnesota. It was just west of Minneapolis. 800-member church in a town of about 2,000 people. Going into this church, he did not know me. I did not know him. It was a fluke invitation. And God showed me, and I told this pastor what I saw in the Spirit, that what was about to happen, it was an enormous church. It was, it was abnormally large for such a small town. And God said, I'm going to completely shake the foundations of this church, and I'm going to pour out my spirit without measure. I will shake this house, and I will touch Minneapolis with my glory. And this pastor was so offended by that word. The Holy Spirit so impacted his teenagers a night that one night the glory of God hit his teenagers so powerfully that 220 youth went out under the power of God in such a deep repentance that I, I've never seen since with my own eyes and these kids they were travailing every parent was travailing in a way I've never seen and it went on for 10 minutes it was so sovereign and the pastor got up and he said that is enough this is not of God he said every kid go to the lake and it was the second night and I remember feeling so vexed and I was going to go get on a plane and leave and Holy Spirit, I went back to my room, I put on my sweats and I, I just, the Holy Spirit said I want you to, I want you to weep tonight I want you to lay between the porch and the altar and I want you to cry out for mercy. And all night long I just wept from my belly. Oh God, have mercy. We don't know what we're rejecting. And all night, and I had to go do the morning meeting so I was going to get changed and the Holy Spirit said, do not change your clothes. I want you to go like a John the Baptist prophet. I don't care how your hair looks. I don't care how you smell. I don't care what you look like. I want you to walk back in that room in that raw burden of my presence. And I want you to invite me back into that room. And I did. And the Holy Spirit hit it again like a freight train. I've never, I've never beheld anything like it before. And that pastor rejected the move of God. He had four church splits. And the thought was... Look at the outbreak of sin in the city of Minneapolis. What if the pastor would have said yes to the Spirit's fire and let Holy Spirit come down on his city? What would it have done in that entire region? And that's what Holy Spirit is saying. When that pastor told me that yesterday, I felt that grieving again. That today I've been praying, Holy Spirit, we do not reject you. You no longer belong in the back room any longer. You have full reign. I don't know where we got so arrogant to believe that we could actually live this life without Holy Spirit. We don't even have the capacity to love Jesus without Him. There's nothing. We can do nothing without Him man of God came into America he said I'm so shocked at what the church can do without the Holy Spirit wow. those days are over they are over they're over in this house they're over in my life I want him to burn me deep I'm going to lay down everything and I said Lord would you place upon me a, a grace to lay it all down because there's no greater gift than you he's called a gift for a reason the disciples begged him Please, Jesus, don't leave us. He turned to them. He says, you don't understand. He goes, you don't understand. That's why you're begging me to stay. Because you don't really understand what's about to happen. Because if I don't leave, God the Father cannot send the gift to you. The gift of the Spirit. It's what took all 12 of those men willing to be cut in half, sawn in two, hung upside down on a cross. 
It was, it was the fire that burned in them from the Holy Spirit to be so loyal to Jesus. And he's coming again. He's coming into the state of Colorado. All 64 counties are coming under the glory of God. And God is saying, I'm going to start here at this rock because I've found a people that are saying, God, dig deep inside of me. Go deep inside of me and burn me with the fire of your presence. And it's in your pastor. It's in his wife. It's happening in your teenagers. And we're on the outskirts of this thing right now. You think this is good? We're, we're just on the peripheral. We're on the peripheral. Listen to me. We will be incapacitated soon. I just felt the Holy Spirit said, I want you to read Acts 2, the first few verses, just to honor me. I just felt him saying, will you just honor me? Will you read about how good I am? Will you read about truly what a gift I am and my ability to touch? And I just, I don't even care if this sounds good or not. I'm doing this for him. Because I want to make a statement, Holy Spirit, you are more than welcome here. Come and do whatever you want to do and invade my life, my house, my marriage, my children. Turn this heart of my life. It's like what Jim Elliott said, Lord, take these idle sticks of my heart and light them on fire burn in me a couple weeks ago when Marcus preached and he said this it so struck me all flesh the Holy Spirit is coming on all flesh in a, in a, in a, in a, later on in Acts 2 it says that 3,000 the Spirit of God came suddenly upon 3,000 we read that and it just seems so simple to us it's like going to Park Meadows Mall and inviting Holy Spirit, and he levels the entire mall under his glory. That's the day of the Lord that's at hand right now. That's why he's coming to you. Listen to me. He's staring at every one of you tonight, and he's asking you this. Do you really want me? Do you really want the fire of my burning? Do you really want me to go deep in you? Do you really call me a gift, or am I a burden to you? Are you going to be scared of me like many other pastors are scared that they want a great name and they want the flash and they want the big buildings and the money but they don't want the burning nature of the Spirit of God. And I say, Holy Spirit, I am nothing without you. I have nothing. I've got nothing to give. I can do nothing without him. And so I want to honor him tonight by reading about him. Can we do that? When the day of Pentecost, just close your eyes, had fully come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, we have to get so ready for this suddenly. It's going to be bigger than we thought. That's why in the past when Holy Spirit has moved this way, churches, there was a, some people got offended. Because he came in a way that they didn't expect him to come. Are you okay with his personality? Are you okay with letting him come the way he wants to come? Can you just let him be God? Can you let him, if we're going to have a, an altar call on a Sunday morning to 2.30 in the afternoon, can you just stay in his presence? Can you lay down your schedules? Can you lay down football? I'm telling you, we're not, you're not just having long meetings to prove a point. That's a waste of everybody's time. But when Holy Spirit comes, I looked at that clock on Sunday morning. It felt like minutes in the presence of God. I said, Lord, you are truly doing something. And I've been asking the Lord the last couple of months, God, give me an ability to stay in the glory. God, increase my ability to stay with you, not to move out with you. There was one day in my apartment, I got so hungry for God in college, my junior year, coming into my senior year. And I found the, the presence of God in prayer like I had never found. I got so addicted to prayer. I got rid of anything that would distract. I got rid of my TV. I had nothing but worship going. And I remember that morning, I got up in that morning to pray. And one of my friends said, Dan, I want to, he was fresh out of the penitentiary, got radically saved, and he got so filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, I want to come pray with you. I said, well, just spend the night because I get up really early. And so we began to worship the Lord. And I sat down on my couch and Mike began to pace back and forth in my apartment and the presence started getting strong and I started singing the song hallelujah and I got into several different layers of that song and all of a sudden and I start feeling and I started weeping and I looked up and there was an amber cloud in, in the top of my apartment 
and I looked at it, and I began to weep, and I was trying to sing, but my voice was cracking because I knew what it was, and it started coming down. And Mike was against my wall with a thermostat, and the kitchen was to the left, and he was just weeping, tattooed all over the place. And when that amber cloud hit his head, Mike slammed forward, hit his head on my thermostat, and rolled and hit his head on my kitchen floor out of the power of God, shaking. And that thing came down and touched me. And seven hours later, I missed the whole entire day of school. And I was aware, but I was, I was like God. And I kept hearing Holy Spirit say, don't leave. Don't leave. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay right here. Seven hours later, I got up so changed. I said, God, I want to be a man that lives in your glory every day of my life. There's been two other times when the glory came. It didn't come as a cloud. It came in outrageous fear. The fear of the Lord hit the room. In one meeting, his glory came, and all of us, I remember I got bent over at the waist, and it was, it was so, it felt too loud to breathe. His reverence, I was just like, I was trying to be as quiet as I could, but it was like heaving, and his presence, and everybody was on the ground, wailing, and trying not to wail, because his sovereignty was so in the room. Do you know, everybody in that room, the glory, everything in their life was restored in that moment. Everything. It mended so much stuff that happened in the room. Deliverances took place. Marriages were healed. So much stuff happened in the glory of God. And then another time it happened, and it hit a pastor friend of mine who had sin in his life. And he shook under the power of God. And God was tearing it out of him. And he said, God, stop. You're going to kill me, is what he said. Lift your hand. I'm about to die. I shared last week with the youth that holiness is not legalism. We have so perverted the holiness, the nature of God, and called it legalistic. We've had a false grace message in the church way too long. And God's looking for a people, a bride, who has made herself ready. God, burn in me. I want to be a faithful bride. Holiness for you, God. It's an invitation to his presence. Amen. Then there appeared to be upon them divided tongues of fire. And upon each one sat. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then it says there was many men and women in Jerusalem that day. And Peter, under the power of the Spirit, preached Jesus to them, the very one that you crucified. He's the King of glory. And 3,000 people. Listen, at this high place, I told Pastor Mike, I said, we just got to keep striking the iron. It's in the fire. Something is happening. We've got to stay on. We've got to pursue his presence. We've got to invite him to go deep. We've got to invite him. What this happened on Sunday morning was sovereign. It's just the beginning. We're on the outskirts of the hurricane. We're on the outskirts of the hurricane. It's coming. It's coming. Why don't you just lift up your hands? Over the state of Colorado and over the 64 counties, Holy Spirit, you've said that we have authority from this place, 120 mile radius. So hear our words tonight. Hear our heart. Holy Spirit, we have been so grieved. Our hearts have been wounded that we've grieved you. And we've rejected your presence, your working, and your power. We've misunderstood. We've been prideful. We've been arrogant. And Lord, I thank you. And we even speak over the pastors that have rejected you the most. They will be baptized in greater fire in Jesus' name. Lord, all flesh, all flesh, according to Joel 2, that end time prophecy, all flesh is coming under the working and power of the Spirit. So we prophesy over the 64 counties of Colorado and we declare, Holy Spirit, you have preeminence, you have our affection, you have our invitation. 
We want you. We absolutely need you. And we refuse to operate without you. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come without measure. However you want, however you want to manifest, however you want to glorify Jesus, we say yes to you. And by your grace, oh God, we will not be offended. And we will be able to move in your glory. Like Pastor Mike said, moving in the river of the Spirit of God. You don't embarrass us. We're not afraid of you. You don't, you don't embarrass us, Holy Spirit. We need you. For without you, we can do nothing. Just invite him to come. Invite him to come into your home. Invite him into this region. Invite him into the 64 counties for all flesh. And I want to declare this to you with your eyes closed. The spirit of restoration is upon this house. What was happening on Sunday Marriage is being restored. Prodigals coming home. Offense and bitterness is being broken. Burdens lifted. Hearts burning with fire. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Just keep your eyes closed. I want to say it again, what Tracy saw in the spirit. I met with a pastor in Thornton just the other day. And the fear of the Lord is on him. He said, Dan, we've got the month of November and December to get ready. He said, he said, I feel the fear of God. And Tracy had a vision or a dream, I think it was a dream, about these, these low places that we've been in this last year. And that all of a sudden, coming into the beginning of 2022, he saw revival being poured out. That means Holy Spirit is being poured out. Let's just give it a name. Holy Spirit's coming. We, we want revival. No, we want Holy Spirit. He is revival. We want Holy Spirit. And you know what? The goodness of God on these outer bands, he's saying, prepare your hearts before me. Get ready. Hunger and thirst for my presence again. Can I, can I just bless your private life right now? Can you hold out your hands? I do believe there's more, there's grace upon grace upon grace for prayer. I believe that there is a deliverance of distractions. I believe we're living in an age of lies, distractions, false narratives, and busyness. And it's trying to pull us out of intimacy with Holy Spirit. And we must resist. So in Jesus' name, I declare a grace on prayer and intimacy, supplication like never before. Dan, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I see heaven coming into your home. There's like a chair that you sit in that you see Kevin in. And God is about to touch down. I bless your home and your bride. And I just declare the glory of God. God's made you hungry. It's a supernatural hunger that is given to you. It's a gift that is given to you to be hungry. Dan, I bless you. And I declare God is about to take you up. What Pastor Mike said on Sunday morning, there's an open door. God's saying, Dan, come up here. And I bless that in you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Come on, just receive the grace for intimacy with God. Receive the grace. We are in this world. We are not of it. God wants to break you out of the culture of running to and fro, of busyness. God says, I want to capture you right here and right now in my presence. In Jesus' name. Just feel it for us right now. There's just a cry to, to cry out for, for him. It says, call upon the name of the Lord, and he will answer. There's, the Lord is increasing in us that hunger and that thirst for him in this season. I feel like, like where it says he's pouring out his spirit on all people, I believe there's also, there's that 
when we hunger and thirst, it, there's a drawing down from heaven of his presence. It just kept going back. Isaiah 55, I just want to read this. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. This is that river that he's saying we can come into. But there is a thirst that he requires. There is a place of, of humility that he's asking us to come into. I just I'm all over the place right now in these scriptures. But I, Psalm 25 says this. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And in you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Then it says this. It says, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God and my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. <laughs> A few verses down, he says this. He guides the humble in what is right. He teaches them his ways. All the ways of the Lord are loving and they are faithful. For those who keep the commands of his covenant. Just between you and the Lord right now. Just if you just put your hands out. And just begin to call on the name of the Lord. That there would just be an ask for that increase of that hunger and that thirst for him. So Lord, we ask you for that now. Lord, we say increase that hunger and that thirst in our hearts for more of you. That desire to walk in holiness as we have that righteousness, your righteousness. It says your righteousness goes before us and the glory of the Lord then becomes our rear guard. Lord, we ask you for that, that purity of heart, clean hands and a pure heart. Lord, that we may actually ascend the hill of the Lord, the holy place. We may, we may stand in that holy place. Lord, where your presence is, we want your presence. We want your spirit. Lord, may we not put out the spirit's fire. May we not quench that fire. But Lord, may we be open to the very things that are on your heart right now. Lord, I pray for that hunger and that thirst for you, that it would rise up within us, that the things of this world would no longer satisfy, that nothing in this world would satisfy. Oh, it says this. <laughs> Listen. This is in Isaiah 55, just a few verses down. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Hear me so that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love that was promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations that you do not know. The nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, who has endowed you with splendor. Lord, I thank you that you are endowing your bride with a splendor and a beauty. You say you, give, you remove that heart of stone, you replace it with a heart of flesh. You put your spirit in us to move us according to your plans and your purposes. Lord, I pray that we would be in a time right now where we cry out for you, where we desperately need you. That humility is not just a simple, God, I need you when, when times get tough. It's a, it's a deep heart's cry. God, we need you in this time. We can't live without you for a moment, not for a moment. We think we need oxygen. 
Huh. We need to breathe Him in moment by moment. We need Him more than we need oxygen. He is life. There is no other life. We're going to die in this world, but our eternity is with the one that we breathe in. But may we breathe you in. May we desperately need you in these times. May we look to you and to you alone. That our trust is in you and you alone. Our hope is in you and you alone. Lord, when you move us, when you say go, Lord, we will go. When you send us, we will go. Lord, we will go into the highways. We will go into the byways. We will declare your goodness. Lord, we will not walk in in a place of fear of man, but we will walk in a place of fear of the Almighty God. Tenderize our hearts in this season. Purify our hearts in this season so that we see you, not just for a moment, but that we see you and our eyes are set upon you because our hearts are pure before you. May we gaze into your eyes. May we look upon you in this time. As you set your spirit in us, as you, as you set a seal upon our hearts. Lord, we say, set that seal upon our heart. Lord, seal us with your spirit in this time. Seal us with your Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 19 says this, says, The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Sons of God are revealed when the Holy Spirit begins to move in and through us. It's not just a it's not just a simple prayer. It's a surrender to the Lord. And his spirit comes and it says he begins to move us. It says when we're led by the Spirit, those that are led by the Spirit are sons of God. That is sons. Creation was subjected to frustration, not of its own choice, but actually by the will of the one who subjected it, by God. God actually subjected the world to frustration for this purpose in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom as children of God by the Holy Spirit. As he, as he comes and moves and lives on the inside of us, it's, that, it's in that place of surrender that he moves. And it says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time, right till now. There's a groaning right now. And I feel like the Lord's just saying, it's time to groan. It's time to actually groan for this, to ask for this, to ask for the very things. Up until this time, it says, not only so, but we ourselves, who are the first fruits of the, free, fruit, uh, first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we eagerly await for the adoption as sons and daughters of the Most High. I added the daughters of the most high, <laughs> but it's sons and daughters. It says the redemption of our bodies. So I just felt like the Lord said, it is, it is time to groan for the Holy Spirit to move. It says that we would groan inwardly. Let me read this because to put this in context, this isn't just me saying this. And it's funny. The Lord just brought me right here to this place because he said groan. And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> anyway, he's so good how he just kind of reveals himself. It says, for in this hope we were saved. As we actually groan in this place, there's this awakening of our spirit that comes alive as the Holy Spirit moves in and through us in this place of groaning that we become that, 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 that adoption of sons and the redemption of our bodies hasn't come yet, hasn't happened, but it will. And it's in that hope that we're saved. It says, but... But hope that is seen is no hope at all. It says, who hopes for what, is our, what he already has? But this is a hope that we do not yet have. So we wait for it. In, in a, it's that patient, long-suffering endurance. We wait for it. We actually press into it. That wait is not a sit back and, okay, God, whatever you're going to do. It's actually like engaging in the waiting. 
And then it says this, in this way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. So just in these last, I just, can we just, and I know this is going to be like awkward for some of us because you're like, I don't know how to groan. Just groan. It's, and allow the Holy Spirit just, it's the Spirit, listen, if, you, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit is actually in you. And I just feel as we begin, we begin to groan, it's this that words cannot express. There's that hunger and that thirst that wells up within us. It's His Spirit that actually wells up within us. So I just feel like that. Just begin, and if you, if you want to pray in the Spirit, if you know, if you have a prayer language, pray in the Spirit. But just, it's, it's a groan. It's just, I just felt like the Lord said, just for me, for me to move within you. So, Lord, right now, we just, we just come into that place. I don't know why. <laughs> this is that you could get offended or you can just say, yes, Lord. <laughs> so, we just, we just say yes. So, Lord, we just groan right now for more of you. Lord, we just come into that place. Oh, Lord, we ask you for more of you. Oh, that we would have your heart in this time. Show us your ways right now. Give us your heart right now. Your heart for the lost. Lord, change our heart to be more like you. Lord, as we, as we groan for you, Lord, I pray for that by your spirit, Lord, that we would be transformed into your likeness with that ever-increasing glory. Pour out your spirit in this place. Pour out your spirit on all flesh. Pour it out in this place. We ask you for more of you. Lord, move within us, Lord. Empower your people. Strengthen your church, Lord. With the power of your spirit. Oh, we can't do this alone. <laughs> We're never meant to do this alone. We're meant to move by your Spirit. We're meant to live by your Spirit. Let there be a cry, Lord, within us for more of you. A cry for the Holy Spirit to move in this time. Lord, we surrender all of us. We surrender our lives. Lord, remove pride from our hearts. Give us a tender spirit, Lord. Oh, make us tender-hearted. Give us a wholehearted devotion to you. We would never take our eyes off of you. We are a holy people. We're set apart, a royal priesthood. Lord, I thank you. You're preparing your bride. Spirit and the bride say, Come, come to the waters, <sighs> to the river of life. Come, let us drink of those waters, Lord. It's only by your Spirit that we live, it's only by your Spirit that we move only by your spirit that we exist that we have life so may we not put out the spirit's fire 
may we never quench what you desire to do. Open our hearts and tenderize our hearts in this time. feel like the Lord is just saying that this is our time to just prepare our hearts in this season. He is pouring out His glory. And we will see things that we have never seen before. But He requires hearts that are set apart unto Him. He requires eyes on Him. It requires a radical obedience to his ways. Those are the sons and the daughters of the Most High that will walk in his ways. Lord, I thank you that you call us your bride, that you're coming back for your bride. Open our eyes to see what you see. Yes. Yes. But as we walk out these doors, as we go and as we as we see those that are in hopelessness right now, that don't know you, that have walked away from you, that are far from you. Lord, give us your heart for the lost. That's the groan of the Holy Spirit. There is a groaning for the sons and daughters to be revealed. May we carry your heart out of this place into a lost and a dying world. Lord, as you've purified us by your spirit, as you've set us apart unto you, Lord, we say now, here we are. Send us. Send us out there. Lord, put your anointing upon us. Lord, as we arise and as we shine, let the glory of the Lord rise upon us. Let your light go forth. Lord, we pray for those that don't know you. Lord, give us opportunities to share your gospel, your truth. Lay hands on the sick. Break off the chains of injustice. Open the eyes that are blind. Remove the veils that have been set in place by the enemy. Or that as those, as they turn to you, that you would break off those veils and they would be removed. That we would hold out your truth. That we would reveal your truth. As we share your gospel, Lord, I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. That it would move upon us. That we would operate in power. Lord, may there be a boldness in these days, in this time. Lord, that we don't go out in a spirit of timidity. We go out with the power of the Holy Spirit. We carry your love. We reveal your love. We have the mind of Christ. We're spiritually minded. Hearts set upon you. Walking in your ways. Not just knowing your ways walking in your ways. Anoint us to accomplish your very plans, your will, the purposes that you have. Go before us. Lead us by your righteousness. May our eyes be on you. 
moment by moment. Sing over us, Lord. Declare your word over us by your spirit. May we know who we are in Christ. Your holy ones, your righteous ones, your bride. we thank you. Thank you for your spirit. I just pray for that leading by your spirit for each one of us. I pray for your protection over every person. May we walk in your ways in Jesus' name. Mike was praying, God gave me the uh, verse where it's talking about the ten virgins and how they went out to meet the bridegroom, and five of them were wise and had extra oil, and five of them were not. And what God showed me is that as a body, we need to be prepared in advance, and that's what we're going to pray right now. It says, Lord, that we truly believe that you are going to bring a, a tremendous move of your spirit, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, that you would prepare our hearts for that, that we would be prepared. We would prepare in advance for what you want to do, not only in our hearts, but in this body, in this city, in this county, in this state, and in this country, in this world, Lord. That we will not be caught off guard by what you're doing. That we will not see the bridegroom coming and we're not ready, Lord. Show us to prepare. Make our hearts ready for you. Lord, I want to be ready. We want to be ready. Yes. Lord, have that extra oil so our lamps will be lit when you come. Lord, I just praise you, Lord. I praise you for what you're doing. I just thank you, Lord. Most of the service has been on my heart. As Dan continued to release, and he hit on that pastor in Minnesota who rejected, literally rejected the Holy Spirit. He took me to Mark 3.29. I think it's Mark 3.29. Where God talks about the only unforgivable sin being the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It's an eternal sin. So Lord, we do, we just come to you right now. And even as Marcus spoke that and prophesied that tonight, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way in this house. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our marriages. Have your way in our finances. God, have your way in our workplace. Have your way in our children, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in our homes. Holy Spirit, I invite you into every single home in this place. Not just this house, but all of our personal homes. God, I thank you that every single person that walks from this house tonight and walks to their own house or drives to their own home, Lord. That, God, you've gone before them. You've opened the heavens up, God, and I thank you that your storehouse of heaven, Lord, is limitless. 
And I thank you in these days, God, that you would pour out your spirit into each home, Lord. God, I thank you that every single one of us, God, would have dreams, revelation, and visions, God, in the midnight hour, Lord. God, I thank you that we'd go home and lay hands on our children and on our spouses, God, and on the cats and the dogs and anybody else you can lay hands on, Lord, that we could possibly lay hands on, God, because prophesying that the Spirit will move in our homes and in our lives and within our, within our lives, Lord. So, God, I just release that right now over your bride, over this house, Lord. God, I just repent on behalf of a church. I repent on behalf of a church that's kicked you out. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. You're always welcome, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're always welcome here. Even as Dan spoke at all 64 counties, Every single church, I think there's nearly 4,000 in Colorado. God, we just step in and we, agree, we come into agreement right now with heaven. God, have your way in every single church that's kicked you out. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in every house that shunned you. Lord, I thank you, God, that you'd move sovereignly, God. What you'll do for one, you'll do for another, Lord. I thank you that you'd convict the hearts of your children. God, I thank you for repentance, God. All throughout the state, all 64 counties, Lord, every single church, that there be a, a changing of ways, God, there to be an about face, a 180 about face, Lord, from the way that they were going, walking right back into you, Holy Spirit, engaging you with your arms wide open, saying, welcome home. Welcome home. I never doubted you for a moment. God, I thank you that the prodigals are not just coming home, but those, God, that have blasphemed you, Holy Spirit, that they would actually come home. In fact, I just want to prophesy now, calling into existence the things that are not as if they were. Lord, I thank you right now. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home, Holy Spirit, in every single church throughout Colorado. Welcome home in every church throughout this country, Lord. Welcome home in every church, God, around the globe. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We invite you. We invite you. And for those that still reject you, we still invite you and come into agreement with heaven, Lord, to be released throughout the earth so, Jesus, you can get what you came for, for your glory to fill the earth. I'll just end with this scripture. Just, I was, it's funny, I was going to do this. Marcus just sang it. <laughs> it always works like that. That's so funny. Revelation 4. Wow. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And a voice that I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said this, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. And John says, At once I was in the Spirit. And there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. <laughs> Lord, I pray that we would come up, that we would be caught up in your spirit. Show us your will, your plans, your heart, your purposes. Show us your will. Give us wisdom and understanding in this season and discernment to see as you see. Give us ears to hear what you're saying in these times. That we would shut out just the the, the programs that are on television, the, the news, what the world is saying, but that our ears would hear what you're saying, that our eyes would see what you desire to do, and then move us by your Spirit to accomplish everything that you desire.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're so good. We look to you and our eyes are on you as the author and the perfecter of our faith. 